Hello guys, thanks for joining us today on the Masters of Life podcast. I am your host, Christian, and I interview high performers from all walks of life. My goal is to share with you how they live with intention day in and day out. So without further ado, let's get it. Let's go right here on Masters of Life podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest today comes from the cybersecurity space. He is the CEO of ReSecurity. His name is Gene Yu. Gene Yu has 25 years of experience in cybersecurity for some of the world's largest brand names, such as Warner Brothers, Sony, Computer Science Corp., Coca-Cola, Capgemini, and Simnatech. He also consults for the DHS and the FBI. This man is a high-profile player in his space, and I cannot wait for you to hear the value that he brings. So let's get to it. How you doing, Gene? Good, and how are you doing, Christian? I'm good. I'm good. Um, so I want to start by letting our listeners know a little bit about you. Can you let them know a fact about your background, your family, your parents, something that has really shaped who you are today? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, I grew up, I, I came to the United States in 1984. I was 10 years old. Um, but past, you know, I, my parents were very hardworking. You know, my mom ran a, uh, actually, a, she was a fashion designer in Korea. And, you know, day in, day out, I used to see her work, uh, you know, taking the bus, going to the work. And it was, uh, it was interesting to see mom and, you know, her, all her sisters kind of building this fashion designing empire in Korea, uh, while my dad actually ran the um, uh, import-export business. And he was, I would honestly say that FedEx kind of stole from him, but he was like the FedEx of like the entire Korea uh, when uh, he started business. And it was really, really, uh, you know, obviously profitable. So their work ethics and I think their entrepreneurship, I think, really shaped uh, who I am today and just uh, my work ethic and being consistent. So can I ask why then they decided to come to America? Uh, I think they really wanted to uh, have a better life for us. You know, it was uh, the, living in Korea in 1984. I think uh, there was a lot of changing times. Uh, they, yes, my, both my parents felt that it was the you know, for a longer future, they, they just felt like this is the right place for me to, and my brother to really grow and, you know, live the American dreams. Okay. And that, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, a lot of immigrant families do that. So what did your parents do when they got here? My dad actually moved his import expert business. He learned a lot about uh, import expert business while working at Korean airlines. And he actually brought that knowledge and built his own company uh, in the uh, United States. Los Angeles. FedEx, right? Yeah. Should have been FedEx, but you know, I, we would be talking. I, I wouldn't be a small entrepreneur. I'd be a big entrepreneur by now. Oh man. All right. You're, you're not a small entrepreneur by any means, but okay. So I assume that your parents have, in order to build those kind of businesses to get those, that level of success, they have had to have certain habits or skills that they really practiced every day. And I don't know if you want to talk about that or you want to talk about some that you've built on your own, but can you let us know a little bit about the habits or skills that you've used to propel you forward? Yeah, I think uh, what I learned from them is really about, you know, discipline and consistency. You know, whether it was like a small skiing trip or fishing trip, like every Asian families do, uh, in those every, in every one of those occasions, it was like, you know, it was like, okay, get the gears ready, you know, pre-pack, everything's ready. And then, you know, waking up early. Uh, I think just a discipline of, you know, starting your day and ending your day with the family dinner and having that same work ethic was, a, I think, what continues to thrive 
my personal growth as well as um, you know how I kind of look at and managing my business. Oh yeah, I mean that's something that I think everybody needs to um, take in, and it's all because of it's all in the mind too. That's a, a discipline, that consistency. It's not something that you're born with. You know, I think those habits are something that you can learn. And anyone can incorporate in their lives. And so self-education is a huge thing in many successful people's lives. Do you have a podcast book, influential figure, or even all three that you recommend or that you constantly go to for guidance? <clears throat> it's, it's funny you say that because I've, I've been a prolific reader in the past and I kind of stopped. And then now, you know, believe it or not, my one of the most influential figure in my life is actually my wife, who is uh, who's a mother to a child with autism and just the level of her strength and her ability to power through things for, uh, for our son to get the right education, right, uh, support in, you know, you know, with the autism cause and everything else, it, you know, she gives me the kind of the, she's like my solid rock that really gives me like, you know, that influences me that I need to be the you know better person all the time. Um, and she actually <laughs> reads uh, a lot of uh, personal growth, I think, at Millette, as well as, um, uh, oh, my God, Rachel Hollis. And, you know, I spend a lot of times, like, kind of, you know, she doesn't realize it, but I do listen and hear all the things that they're talking about and how it's influencing her life. And in return, I'm also absorbing that as well. Yeah, I mean, Ed, Ed Millette is somebody that I listen to quite religiously as well. Right. Um, so I want to backtrack here because um, your child with autism, and I know that can be sometimes difficult and that, you know, they say parenting is the most difficult job, but even the, but it's also the most rewarding. Did you see the, um, the America's Got Talent uh, contestant a couple Absolutely. days ago? Yeah, we're balling. My wife and Alicia and I, we were just balling over it because it just gives us hope. And there was actually a LinkedIn um, post where, Somebody had posted this uh, child with a disability lifting this big weight, like humongous weight, and making an achievement. And some people made it as like, oh, you know, that's kind of a little dangerous. And I'm like, they don't understand what that little milestone means to a parent or to a parent who has a child with a disability. And to see that kind of achievement, that little success, you know, a little bit of that breaking the edge, I think was a you know, it's heartbreaking, but it's also very monument uh, to their, you know, their strength in wanting to do this harder and harder. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I'm not very educated in the condition, in the condition of autism, but I imagine that being an autistic child, you kind of have that uh, like lack of belief that there are limits so when you have these kids that really push themselves to do these crazy, amazing things, it's just, it's just so motivational and so inspirational. And I think we have a lot to learn from people like that. Um, oh, I want to, yeah. And I want to ask um, a little bit, just how old is your son? Uh, he's 15 years old. Okay. So he's still fairly young and is, is he holding up? He's doing good. Yeah. You know, we're about to have him start in a public school. So it's, um, you know, going from private school where there's a lot of children with disability now to public school. So it's a, uh, like I said, I am not, uh, I'm not, I am not the, the knight in shining armor. My wife is, and, you know, at least I give her all the credit for, you know, pushing all this through because, you know, I, I can't imagine the, the, you know, the anxiety and the nervous that people go through. And as we are going through it, 
and saying this thing, but you know, she's done, she's done, she's my rock. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, it takes, it takes two to tango, right? But, exactly. um, so I know you said you were reading a little bit before, uh, do you have a book that you recommend to our listeners? <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't have any book right off the top of my head. Okay. Uh, that's okay. I'll let that give me some books like with, you know, Tony Robbins. Who did I actually see? I actually saw Matthew Kelly live. Oh. That, but <laughs> I become a more of a listener, not a reader. But uh, definitely, I think a lot of the personal growth, you know, individuals, uh, they, they really put out some really great and amazing books um, that really, I think, helps people to reset their expectation, help them form a good habit, uh, and really kind of make it simple, simplify their life and meaningful. Yeah. Okay, so this is kind of off topic here, but have you yeah. actually been to a Tony Robbins event? I, I'm looking forward to one. I heard that it's very uh, energetic, to say the least, but I, I do believe that everybody has their own uh, instrument in way they present or educate or to give guidance. And I think sometimes people need to hear it face to face and some people don't take it well. And I think either way, it's, it's all subjective. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the truth can be hard sometimes. And sometimes you need exactly. a personality to break through certain people. But, um, okay, so now it, now we're kind of going into the advice section of this where we have a lot of listeners that are just starting out in life. They're really starting to just make some real money. Uh, what advice do you have to those people that are just starting to make some real cash? I think first thing is don't put too much value on money. Put value on investing that money into making, uh, investing in yourself. Like, for example, traveling. It's not a, a, about the material growth, but the, your ability to have that knowledge and intelligence not to just squander the money. Have fun, you know, travel and do things that you want, but really focus on the cash flow and understand, like, what does this mean and how are you going to retain it? And, you know, I, I always tell people money comes with... Um, price or, or, you know, when you start making more money, there's other responsibility that comes with it. And you also have to take into account, are you really, you know, is this money going to be something that you're going to, you know, do two folds, 10 folds and, but really not make it about the focus of the money, but make sure you're living your dreams or life around it. Oh, but I do want to say the most important thing. If yeah. you do start making a, like real dough or real money, get a real CPA. Don't try to do this <laughs> Got it. And a CFP, right? Financial advisors are two most important things. And yes, don't 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 just go to those simple ones or try to do it yourself. You know, these professionals are there for a reason to guide you. And you know, I could tell people till I'm blue in the face, like, oh, you should invest in this, invest in that. No, just talk to a CPA, understand your financial planning, get off, get a financial financial advisor understand what that money, how do you grow it? Because, you know, I think you and I both, when you look at our, you know, the first generations and we see the, the history of a lot of immigrants that come here that really just was really hoarding the cash versus really understanding the retirement, social security, and then realizing after they're 70, like, okay, where's the money? And I think it's very important for the new generations or anybody who's making the money to make sure they understand what that long-term trajectory looks like and having the right CPA and financial advisor is really a key. Yeah. And I, I want to 
touch on that point because you mentioned Tony Robbins earlier. He has a book called Money Master the Game. Now, I don't, you know, I don't get anything from promoting this, but his book is really about understanding the financial system. And there's so many ways to get screwed that yeah. it's important that you understand the system and the people that you can go to who aren't financially biased towards your needs. I want to also touch on a point there. You're talking about travel. You know, in my, in my career, I do business to business sales. And what I've seen is that the people that travel the most have the best chance of connecting with other people. And I've seen that in, in sales with doctors, with patients, you can create any conversations if you've, I guess, been around town, right? If you know different things about different people. And so that's kind of a way to segue into this next question that strong relationships is kind of the base for success. So how do you build strong relationships? Uh, in personal relationship or business relationships? Both. I think, I think they both require trust and openness and honesty. I, the part of, for me, the, I'm not a big sociable person in any way means, but you know, we kind of have to wear that hat uh, when we need to be. But I think what's important is understanding what is your horizontal friendship versus your vertical friendship. I think we all need to recognize uh, and to have uh, people that we need to, we always need to surround ourselves with people that is going to help us grow. But we also need a horizontal friends where we need to have that stable balance. And I think the building the strong relationship is really should be focused on those two kind of axes um, and basing that on it. With social media, I think the problem is, is that we have these um, new generation. I almost call it the kind of like the apex of friendship because it doesn't really make any sense how people are able to retain friendship via social media. Uh, you know, get off the text, get off the phone, like have the face to face. And I think that's what's lacking today. And I think that's what people really needs to um, get back to personal conversations. So you don't feel you're not a fan of uh, online dating? No, I'm married, man. <laughs> but I mean, if somebody, yeah. is, if you have a friend or whatever, it says, oh, I, I'm really, I really love this girl. I mean, I met her online and, you know, she seems great. No, go to a park, go to a museum, you know, go to, go to these events. I mean, there's many opportunities to do it, but don't go there and say, what's your Instagram handle? That's kind of spooky. <laughs> it's a little stalkerish, I think. Yeah, exactly. But, so I imagine in your line of work that there's a lot of stresses and stuff like that. I mean, you're dealing with security for these high level clients. What is your favorite way to de-stress from these things? I, I'll be honest with you. I am horrific when it comes to stress management. I, you know, I get into a little ball, but the reality is, is I try to get, keep myself eat healthy, exercise uh, daily, and then, you know, take a break. I think that's the most important thing. My wife says this to me all the time, like, you know, go to sleep, eat healthy, exercise. And I think the key importance is having also uh, having a good partner that's going to support you throughout the whole thing. Do you work seven days a week? No, I only work. Well, let's not talk about that, but I, I do work okay. you know, hours, but you know, as the CEO of the company, sometimes you Sometimes you just have to balance, right? You know, you set aside time for your family, you set aside time for your work. And, you know, I'm not the best at it, but I'm learning. Do you mind ta uh, talking about kind of what a Saturday looks like for you? Uh, Saturdays, usually we either go out to different places or hopefully try out new places to eat. But, you know, we, 
with the child with a disability and the work schedule, uh, you know, I think one of the big thing that or challenge that my wife and I are starting to do is, you know, using those times when we have off to really travel and go through go spend more times together. That's the plan. Yeah, we just have yeah, a, balance. Yeah, I don't have a present day solution, but that's our plan, and that's what we wanted to focus on. Okay, well, that's good. So let's go on to. Um, there's a lot of, like I said, a lot of our listeners are just starting out, and so for someone that just graduated college, let's say, what advice would you give to that person? I think don't focus on your career. Absorb and watch and learn and listen to people around them. And then start molding themselves because they're so, <clears throat> and I try to do this one even when I do a hire in the 20 years, uh, in 28 years, but in the last 20 years that I've been recruiting for staff uh, or employees, I've always taken it upon myself to take a chance on uh, people with, you know, out of the college. And, you know, I like to think of it as paying forward because, you know, getting an engineering job or an administrator job or an architect job in our in our particular profession or in the industry <clears throat> i think it's um people give people needs to know and really give them benefit of the doubt and try because at one point i was given that opportunity and i'm very thankful for all the managers and people that i've worked for but i think for the person that's really starting they need to take a step back and you know grab really understand what the working environment is like don't be afraid to ask questions and you know expand their network and just understand what is it that they're doing? Because if you're not really passionate about your work, you're really not going to be happy with your life. Hmm. And I think, yeah, I mean, we're, we're led to believe that we need to decide right away what we want to do. And sometimes when we don't use our degree, for example, you get looked down upon, which I think yeah. doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, how are you supposed to know and why you try all these different things? You're going to find a different passion along the way. So, that kind of segues into this next question is basically to tell our listeners about a time when someone gave you an opportunity uh, or took a leap of faith on you that really changed your life. I'm not a, I'm, I'm pretty much, a, I think in my entire career, 28 years plus, or in my entire life, I've always taken risk. You know, I used to um, skateboard for thunder trucks. I used to bodyboard for O'Neill. I skied for clubs. Uh, I, I, I've been in a lot of things where I think I created some physical harm and some really interesting business opportunities in my life and change jobs and because I wanted to look for what's best for me. And it turns out at the end of the day, I think what I really enjoyed doing and passionate about was starting my own company. In the past 10 years, I've helped uh, venture capital, investment banking, and these, you know, you name it, to do a due diligence on a lot of these companies and watching all these companies grow and helping them grow all the while I'm here, I am doing nine to five job. And you know, I took a step back and I would say um, leap of faith was literally uh, April of this year when uh, it was actually the annual anniversary of my father's passing uh, one year anniversary. And I said, okay, I'm going to just, you know, do this company with my partners. And instead of being on the back end, I decided to just jump on heads on. Um, I think it was a, you know, I've never done it. You know, I've seen a lot of startups do their things and I've seen a lot of uh, companies grow and fail, but uh, I do believe in our company. I do, and I helped it grow. And 
I do believe in our technology and that I know what we're trying to do is to do the right thing for uh, securing uh, companies globally. Oh, and I'm, I'm very sorry. Um, we also had a one year um, anniversary as well this year and earlier last year. So I can sympathize you there. Um, but so you just recently started ReSecurity, is that right? So this April this year? Uh, I've been a board member for, you know, last four years, been watching it grow with my brother and my partner. So it wasn't like I was hands-on day-to-day operation, but it, uh, it more on the back end. Oh, okay. Okay, so I guess I'm going to wrap up here. But, you know, we, we have these levels of success and sometimes we forget why we do what we do. And I know we mentioned a little bit about your family and I'm sure that's a huge thing that you're doing all this for. But let's end with what are you grateful for? I am grateful for my family, uh, their health, uh, my amazing wife, and the fact that God has given me this brain to do what I do and enjoy what I do for life. Perfect. And, you know, I like to end it with Tony Robbins um, quote, trade your expectations for appreciation, but that doesn't mean stop growing. So, all right. So Gene, that's it. Um, Let the listeners know what you're currently working on and how can they reach you? Uh, You know, I'm uh, again, the CEO of ReSecurity. We are a global threat intelligence provider and digital risk management company. Uh, We are we are global, but we do offer products and services both for enterprises and small, medium businesses. Uh, we're continuing to expand across APEC, uh, Europe, and Latin America. And you know, as we grow, and as I go to a lot of these conferences, uh, you know, love to meet your uh, listeners as well. And you know, hopefully, they mission it. And it's like, oh yeah, I heard it from Christian. But you know, uh, I'm I'm pretty excited. Uh, the company is growing, and uh, really looking to also recruit some new talents and that is going to make a difference and change people's lives. Now, let me, let me ask you here, what kind of talent are you looking for? Um, I think it varies from sales, marketing, engineers, and just anybody who's curious to solve a problem. Well guys, there you go. So if you're looking to get in the industry, definitely get in contact with Gene's company, resecurity.com. And if nothing else, take action and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks Gene. Well, guys, that wraps up today's episode of the Masters of Life podcast. I want to thank you guys for joining us, and I hope you took really valuable notes. Take action, subscribe, share, let people know, and we'll see you again next week. Let's get it. Let's go right here on the Masters of Life podcast.